and welcome to the Women in Film and Television Ireland podcast. My name is Fiona Kinsler. I'm a Women in Film and Television board member and I'm also a producer at Tile Media and Jumper Productions. This winter, Women in Film and Television Ireland announced that our chair, Dr. Susan Liddy, has been elected as the president of Women in Film and Television International. Massive congratulations to Susan. In this conversation, which was recorded live in Brooks Hotel, Susan and outgoing president Helen Gronkrist discussed the problems with the industry and about the work Helen has been doing for women in the screen industries on a global scale over the last four years. I'm absolutely delighted that uh, Helen Grothvist, I, I know I've probably pronounced that wrong, but she's very kind and she won't correct me, um, is here. And Helen, look, Helen, you, you know, we're, we're in this transitionary period. Helen has been president of WIFTI for, since 2018. Is not vanishing forever, by the way. Even after the transition period, Helen, you won't be ever vanishing. In my opinion, I'm um, sorry, if I, I could, couldn't be allowed. Um, she, look, I'm, I'd rather give a bio, I think something of her will, will appear organically. Uh, but in, a, in the bottom line is she is like, I don't know what to call her. She is absolutely forced nature. She has just, she just turbocharges everybody that comes in her way. She has expanded Wifty. <laughs> she has expanded Wifty extraordinarily. I mean, come on, that last Zoom call, we're talking to people from America, talking to somebody from Botswana. I mean, it's incredible what is going on in the world. And um, she is just a massive power for change, no question. And I'm not exaggerating. Now, the great thing for me, even though I wrote out 12 questions, which really, you know, like took me some time, Helen. Helen just <laughs> took up my questions. But there's one um, you need to ask me, because I prepared answer to one. Just one, okay. But I, I don't worry because she is not afraid to talk. No. She is a big talker. Uh, like myself, I don't mean, I mean that in a positive way. Um, as long uh, as you have something to say. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, true, true. Hi, Orla. Um, and uh, so, look, I, I think the best thing to say is uh, if there's something that is actually immediate that somebody wants to interrupt I don't think you're going Absolutely to know I mean we'll have questions at the because end it feels yeah, like we chat. Have a conversation yeah so, exactly so yeah. Don't yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so I want to welcome everybody I know there's filmmakers and various people I'd like to if you don't if you, if you would bear with me that I want to mention particularly Annie Duna who's here and who has done such a tremendous amount of work for um, yeah <laughs> Uh, during her tenure in Screen Ireland, and I'm after dropping my glasses now because I can't locate them. Where are they? Oh, yeah. Who've done a fantastic amount of work, and uh, we're thrilled to have you tonight, Annie, because really it is about change makers, and um, we might have, we might all have had our Barneys in, in the day, but when everything calms down and we step back, we all know who the change makers are. There's plenty of people who sit on the fence and don't try to change anything, and uh, that, you know we're not uh, we're not uh, so so keen on that in, in WIFT. So look, uh, can I start off, Helen, by just saying? before we kind of go on, um, go, just go back. And you can go back as, as far as you like. But I'm mm-hmm. trying to say to you that Sweden is probably regarded as the most equitable country in the world, one of those. Now, you mm-hmm. might say not anymore. We'll come to that no, later. Yes, but, you know, yes and no. Yeah. 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 So, like, as a young woman, were you even aware of such a thing as inequality in the business? When did it all hit you? You know, before I answer yeah, the question, sure. can I just thank you that you share Dr. Susan with the international community? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy for that. I just want to say, thank you. because I have really invested a lot of my life, and to know 
that Susan will be there after me just makes me feel safe. I won't be there after you, Helen. You'll be with me most of the time. Yeah, but it makes me feel safe. So I also want to send the gratitude to you that you share her with us. Now, actually, I was this kind of person. I grew up um, with a blind mother, and which was good and bad, I must say. It made me a very capable child, and maybe... At least I felt that I was very capable mm. because if you grew up with someone that is differently able mm. and you are alone with them, mm. you are in a way very useful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, my idea of myself is that I can be very useful. Mm. Mm. And I must say, I thought feminism was such a stupid thing when I was young. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what is that? It's just to be strong. My just to take the fight. And I think I was 37 before I understood. Mm. I'm a very convinced feminist today. Mm. And actually, my eye-opening was when I was in a workshop. I, I started my first company in 2000. I started an alternative TV channel and I managed to get a lot of money. And I don't ask me how I managed because I had a vision and that's part of my personality. I... I'm carried by visions, mm. and, and very often I managed to, mm. to make them come through. Yeah. And I had a background as a mm. production designer. I was educated as a production designer. I worked with the survivors, and I got a totally depression after that. It was, Stalin's was actually the first reality show, uh, and it, Sweden was the first country to do the survivors, mm. and I worked with the second season. Mm. And after that, I realized, I cried for four months, and I said, I need to change my life. And then I became a producer. No. Oh. So I went from production designer to mm. producer. But at that time, I was not a feminist. Mm. I just thought it was... Mm. Take, and you, take didn't, the time. you didn't come up against any discrimination or anything? Oh, Did you? that was the thing. <laughs> but I thought it was something wrong with me. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But then I went through a workshop about uh, gender equality. Mm. And I remember it like this. There is a film called Face Off. And I was just <laughs> 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 and then I started to remember. Mm. I remember when I went to theater school and I got pregnant and my the principal mm. asked me to come to her office and try to convince me to do an abortion. What? Yeah, and she was a single mother with four kids with four different men. And I, I, I remember that she had a table. With the, uh, uh, there was glass. There was mm. a stone. looked like Roman old thing. And it was a glass plate. And I remember that my snot were too big <laughs> because I cried so much. And I remember that I said, and I think it was very clever, oh, oh, should I ever could tell stories about life if you don't allow me to live? And that was, so to say, of course that was related mm. to my gender. Mm. But at mm. that time, I just felt that I was hopeless. Mm. I kept my baby. Yeah. And I took the fight. Yeah. But that was one thing. But mm. when I got this knowledge yeah. of structures, my, what I said to myself, but all this experience I have had when I thought there was something wrong with me, there was never anything wrong with me. There was something wrong with the system. Mm. But it took me so long. I have a daughter, and she I think she's been a feminist since she's been 10. Mm. And she's much more clever than I am. And, and some of us are late boomers mm. to understand that mm. there's nothing wrong with mm. us. Mm. There is something wrong with the structures mm. and the mm. system that makes us feel mm. that there is something wrong with us, which I think is one of those things that is the most important to me, mm. 
now to mm. convince us there is nothing wrong with mm. us. And, and the, on the other hand, it's also so that I truly believe, that believe I'm sure we are in a world in a deep crisis that are in need of a huge change. Mm. And I think filmmakers are the best people to bring that change. Mm. So I also would like, to, and especially filmmakers that have experience of not being the norm, mm. Mm. or having an experience of being outside the norm, we all have gazes that see something that is need for our com- needed for mm. our common good. Mm. So I think, mm. yeah, this journey of mine, and, and but I think it's a bit embarrassing. It was also that I was thought actually when I worked with survivors, it was super fun because. You know, you work in a bikini because it was it was on Borneo, <laughs> and I just feel like, why is no one listening to me? <laughs> it's like what are you laughing because you're clever? Why aren't they listening to me? I was used to people who used to listen to me, and I said, oh my god, I'm 37, and the girls on set they are in their 20s, and we are in a bikini. So it's not about listening, and that was also a shock, and in a way. Did I get offended by that? No. Actually, the thought that came to my mind, but is if it is this like it's put together, why the heck have I not understood that before? So I could use that capital mm. of youth mm. I had because I was quite good looking when I was so why didn't I use that for our common good instead of so to say, fill this black mm. hole we mm. all have mm. inside mm. us to oh give me your attention <laughs> so I feel that I am someone instead of okay. Mm. It's yeah. You see my I do, point? I do. So, I so these kind yeah. of I think it's very yeah. physical mm. experiences mm. Mm. of of feminism mm. in mm. a way. Mm. But of course, I'm happy that it yeah. happened to me. No, absolutely. It's the best thing yeah. Yeah. to understand yeah. that there's so much to do, and we are all so yeah. important. And another mm. thing mm. is was also this to understand. I told you earlier today that mm. I, I'm not a group person. Mm. When they asked me to be part of the first WIF mm. network in, in Southern Sweden, now I'm not a group person. I do my thing. And then I came to this group and we started to share our projects and what we were going on. And I said, oh, fuck, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> this is so, and it was so loving and it was so nice and it was so supportive. And I could see myself in the eyes of the others. And then I understand I'm not a me person, I'm a we person. Mm. I mm. love mm. being in a we. Mm. And I think what WIF is. We is to create we and this we. And another thought that came to my mind when I saw Wift was holy fuck that day when all this network all over the world are connected. That impacts. Mm. And the day I got the question to be the president mm. was in a way mm. to get that vision in my hands mm. and then together with mm. you and, mm. and the other mm. people on the board to create mm. that. And now we are there. Well, hang go back That's a so minute cool. because yeah. because okay, you're in Sweden and and when did mm. when was Wift in Sweden founded? Uh, actually, we will have our twentieth birthday, so it was founded at the Gothenburg Film Festival in two thousand and three. Now, before then, of course, there were Wifts. Was it was it there in the was, U.S.? Where were uh, they? It the started world? in the Los Angeles in seventy three as a reaction of mm. the male dominance, okay. and there we still are. And then mm. the network started here and there. Mm. Uh, yeah, mm. I, I don't remember exactly which order, but I know New Zealand are super old. Denmark is quite old mm. and it died for a while and then mm. they come back. So mm. there were mm. some mm. chapters that started. So were Sweden, was, was Sweden influenced by the US model then and decided to start again? Or no, I don't or? think so because with Sweden started from something that Swedish 
female, uh, Svenska kvinnors filmförbund. How do you want to say that? Oh. Sweden uh, filmmakers, uh, female Film- filmmakers, filmmakers association. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So they had, and they were fighting all the time. <laughs> yeah. And then they transitioned to WIFT. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. And so you found yourself involved in WIFT Sweden? I have been involved since 2010, 11-ish. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And 2013 I became the president in Sweden. Yeah. And that was the same year as Anna Sandler came to oh, yeah, yeah. Because, of course, I, we cannot talk. I mean, no. it's so extraordinary, really, because two absolute powerhouse Swedish women. And Anna Sandler, mm. I mean... You know, we were talking, I was on some call or something going back a, a year and a bit ago. And Stephanie Comey, who's in the BAI, made the point. When somebody mentioned the Gina Davis um, Institute, she came in, Stephanie, and said, but Anna Cerner was much more influential in Ireland. I mean, we all knew who Anna yeah, Cerner yeah, was. Yeah. And, and Anna Cerner, I mean, she was aware of her own rise as well. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, she will tell you she went to places and she was treated yeah, 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 yeah. at the peak of her powers. Yeah. Um, but, but going back, when did you first meet Anna Cerner? Yeah, well, that's funny, because now when I was waiting for this to start, I called Anna. Yeah, I, did I, didn't, you? I didn't remember. So I give my best for Anna Cerner to all of you, and especially oh, to you, do, Susan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember and she don't remember, but her reaction was but you have always been there yeah but you have always been there so we don't remember, remember when, the, when we you first met. met but our yeah. impression is that we have always been there yeah uh, so because i remember ringing her uh i don't know several years ago and sort of saying oh i'm trying to organize because uh actually helen came to ireland i think it was 2016 in a panel that was funded by creative europe or the clancy in other words whatever that is great for you and uh, you were there that day annie actually as well yeah. uh and That's you came yeah. and um <laughs> someone called jorg jorg um sonny jorgensen sonny jorgensen yeah, yeah was there yeah. and senelenka was there yeah. Uh, yeah and we stayed in the morrison i remember yeah. and but when i rang Anna Cerner, she said oh there's only one person you need to go yeah. to helen yeah. she she's across everything yeah. Yeah. um but how how do you think that two swedish women really became such a uh, such a force internationally I, I think it was anna in anna's case it was definitely something she had a very conscious strategy mm. and, and i think what she have done i talked to her now because her successor does touch yes i know quality. yeah and of course she's disappointed mm, for that mm, but mm, uh, mm. that's how it is mm. uh, but we talked about it and and it is a his, historical 10 years mm. I think those years mm. has meant so much. Yeah. Not necessary that everything was good uh, in Sweden, mm. uh, but internationally, definitely. Mm. I think that the mm. impact it had on the international community uh, has been fantastic. Yeah. Because I had, we arranged uh, in WIFTI a digital uh, conference called Kala 2020, mm. and I came across a network in Indian. Mayalalam, I think it's called. It's a, it's a southern India somewhere. Mm. There is a network that started after after an awful rape mm. on set. Uh, so I think there are three hundred women who has organized, and I came across them, and then I told them I was Swedish, and then said, yeah, I'm yes, I know, yeah. So I know. I said, yeah. wow, do they know what I'm I know, I know. I think the impact it had mm. had. Oh yeah, no, it was. But amazing. why it happened in Sweden? I think the Nordic countries. In a way, 
are not better, but in a way are better. Mm -hmm. And I talked to Gemma, she mm -hmm. picked me up and yes. we talked about maternity leave. Yes. Yeah. I think these kind of things mm -hmm. are very well developed. Mm -hmm. Daycare, you don't mm -hmm. have to pay mm -hmm. a fortune to have your yeah. babies. Yeah. You have maternity and paternity leave mm -hmm. that are very well functioning. Mm -hmm. I think these kind of things that makes your private life mm -hmm. function yeah. is crucial. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so it is very mm -hmm. good. But mm -hmm. then, of course, the structures mm -hmm. are the same, mm -hmm. even if there are practical things that are more or less good, yeah. so to say. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is the same structures, the mm -hmm. way we look mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. gender, etc. Yeah. So on. Uh, but I think the, the Nordic countries also have it's a collaboration on ministry level mm. to have a strategy. Yeah. There's no anxiety to say that this is that it is important for yes. gender equality. Yeah. Yeah. There are no anxiety to say that sustainability yes. is important. Yes. There are those things mm. and that social welfare mm. is important. Mm. That is really part of the Nordic mm. culture. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then, of course, there is a double moral mm. because what you say is not necessarily mm. what you do. Yeah. So there is a discrepancy yeah. yes, in no, between it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it was timing. And, 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 and also, you see, Anna Cerner, her, her tenure overlapped a little with yours, Annie, didn't it? And the difference, I suppose, in one way is that Anna Cerner was CEO. Am I right about that, uh, Anna? Yeah. Uh, Annie? So she, Anna Cerner, if you like, could more decisively make those kinds of changes. Yeah. And you were chair. I remember at the time we oh, talked about that, isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah, different yeah. Uh, in that way. But I suppose, I think what, what Anna Cerner yeah, is so shocking about is that she actually said, we're entitled to 50-50. And it was like, in one level, so uh, such an ordinary observation, yeah. but it was so mind-blowing yeah, yeah. to say it. But I, I must say that when she came, before she came, mm. because I was on the Swedish mm. board before mm. she came, and the... the president in Sweden before me, she was really this down to every word. Oh, right. She was really picky, 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 picky. Yeah. And, and we had something called a Swedish film agreement. Right. And the previous yes. writing was that it should be balanced 40-60. That's right. And yes. yes. And WIFT worked really hard yes. to make it 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. And this is also interesting mm. because there were some groundwork mm. done by WIFT. But we've never get credit for things. No, I know. That's yeah. how it is. Yes, no, that, yeah. Because we are a voluntary mm. organization. Yeah. But if you look historically, mm. and that goes, actually, I mentioned Gail and her, but I think the Terminator wouldn't have got its financing if it wouldn't have been for women and female right, assemblers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have so many stories mm. like that where WIFT has played mm. a very important role. Yeah to push yeah. history forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but when Anna came, mm. it was 50-50 mm. in the film agreement. Mm. Mm. What was brilliant with Anna, as I see it, that Anna is a lawyer. She yeah. thinks like a lawyer. Because there are regulations mm. that said in the law that we should have mm. gender equality. Mm. And that is not the practice. Yeah. So mm. what do a lawyer do? Yeah. We have You define a problem. Yeah. You break the problem down. So where... This is a problem. Where can where is this problem mm -hmm. visible? Mm -hmm. And it was everything from uh, it's super hard for a uh, female filmmaker to do the second feature film mm -hmm. that goes actually yeah, yeah, all over yeah. the world. Yeah. There were a lot of those kind of things mm -hmm. where you could identify mm -hmm. the problem mm -hmm. in in real life, so mm -hmm. to say. And mm -hmm. then she created projects yes. to solve that. So yes. it was very strategic. Yeah, yeah. Set up. Yeah. yeah. Not feelings or, or yes. opinions. Yes. It was. Strategic yes. work to create change. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Based yeah. on numbers. Yes. Yeah, or oh, very much so. Yeah. 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 Where yeah. I said because yeah. the first time I heard about it because I was a bit provoked because mm. Anna didn't talk to us when yeah, she started. Yeah, I remember saying that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She must know that change starts from behind. Yeah, 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 yeah. But of course, it it was yeah. very good. Yeah. yeah. And then we started to have a, yes. a very yes. good dialogue. Yes. 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 And yeah. of course, also yeah. became very good friends. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. there has been yeah. stormy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I had a board decision in WIFT, Sweden. Even if we, in a way, don't have any muscles and don't have any money, what we have is abundance of love. Mm. We had a board decision to back Anna Sander mm. because the Swedish uh, film and TV landscape mm. wasn't nice to her. No, no. She had to take many fights. So we yeah. actually had a board decision mm. to be solidarity mm. with her. Yeah. To stand by her side, yeah. which I'm super proud of, because yeah. I think even if you don't have anything, you can always decide yeah. to be someone's yeah. support. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's and yeah. I told her yeah. about our transition. Yeah. That what I said that I'm so happy that you and I can go mm. shoulder by shoulder mm. through a period mm. to support mm. each other. Mm. You can support me mm. to leave, and I can support. Uh, no, you. well, we we we'll talk about that. <laughs> support you to take over. Yeah, but it's it is important. Mm. Mm. And then she said, I wish I would have had that transition. I know, yeah. Yeah, I know. Cross my heart. I know, yeah. yeah. Because it's out with her, in with a new, and then you should invent the wheel again. And it's so stupid because, of course, there are things that you can hand over to make your life easier, make my life easier. We take care of each other. Yeah, so, no, yeah. it's. I think it's. Um, I mean, I know we'll come back to you know to maybe maybe Sweden is a different place now than it was um, ten you years ago. Government? You know, but um, uh, we haven't. We haven't actually. Two days ago, we have uh, some support from from uh, the public sector for WIFT, mm. and I was so scared. But actually, we got the same yeah. sum. Well, that's so. Cool. So they have yeah. not yet uh, yeah. taken any yeah. money from the work for gender equality. Mm. I don't think they dare. Mm. So, um, but latterly she was under quite a bit of attack, wasn't she? Really? Totally, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Her lucky time was that the the Swedish government were very generous mm. to filmmakers mm. dur- uh, during COVID. Mm. So the Swedish Film Institute had a lot of money to right. give to us. Yes, yes. So yes. she was very popular at that moment. Yeah. So she said, "I have a window of opportunity yeah. to leave." Yeah. When I'm loved, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, and I was super yeah. scared, so yeah. we made an arrangement, and they, this is to tell you the impact of WIFT. Mm. Because one thing I have learned mm. by working mm. together with you mm. and the others is that when you imagine an international organization on six continents, mm. when I imagine, I thought it should be super complicated or it's always mm. big, and mm. so it's not. Mm. It's like this room. Mm. It is not, it's always mm. humans. Mm. And if you look in my eyes, and mm. if you're in mm. Australia and I'm here, and then we connect, and mm. then we connect, and then I introduce mm. you, to, and then mm. you, it is not more complicated mm. like that. Mm. So, one thing we did, mm. because I wanted to prevent that Anna should have a lot of crit, because I, I knew yeah. that the meaning is going this bitter So, what we did. We wrote, and actually, if we should tell everything, I think, I don't know if you were there, because we said we need some attention to WIFT. And this was when uh, Nomadland got uh, the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. So so let's do a press release and, and write that we, we mm. contribute the director for Nomadland. 
the trade press didn't give a shit. Mm. So we didn't get an article. Mm. So, but we had said, we need some attention now. Yes, we need some, yeah, shine yeah, some light yeah, on, on yeah, our network. Yeah. So this was to win two things. So, yeah. okay, let's write a letter yeah. to thank Anna Sam. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had 50 organizations yes. from six continents. Yeah. I think it took us four hours yeah. to get this, yeah. you know, this is, our, this mm. is the impact of our network. Yeah. That's mm. it, how easy uh, it is. Uh to have the solidarity mm. to mm. stand up mm. for someone. And then I went to the Swedish Film Institute when, and no one know, knew that it came from us mm. because it was a general letter. Mm. And then I went to the, her last day mm. and they should say goodbye to her. And then the chairman said, mm. yeah, and it's so fantastic that the whole world recognizes <laughs> another. <laughs> I know, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So our network yeah. is yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I've said this to some of you in the room, but I must recount it again because it's a very striking moment to me. I, I like everybody else, I just, Anna Cerner, who is this Anna Cerner? What is this Swedish film? And she'd come back several years. And then I tried to contact her and she was very gracious, especially as I got the, the hour difference wrong and she was waiting. And then, of course, I, you know, it was a bit of a hoo-ha, but I, I got her in the end. And the long and the short of it is she agreed to come to Limerick, to my college, which is not a big fancy college or anything. It's just a regular college in Limerick and she was really helpful and trying to get the logistics how we would actually get her there and there was snow that time and I was telling you earlier she was she thought it was just laughable this was back in 2016 how actually the country nearly closed down over a bit of snow like and I know you kind of you know you probably but honestly I was in the bar of the um, Savoy Hotel in Limerick and sitting there and the door opened and I just looked up and there was Anna Serna walking in and I just thought I made it happen and I think when you do you know when it's something small like that you kind of go if I can do that you don't say it to yourself in that way but it's true yeah. it was like there was nobody on the planet that I wanted more to walk That's in fantastic. than her you know but then I must say another thing because all people are not visible because there were another person because of course me and Anna Serna mm. but another thing that happened in 2013 WIFT Sweden has produced five research reports mm. in collaboration with researchers. Yeah. And in 2013, we, we had a real tearjerker. Mm. And that was about, with old, it proved, if we keep the old Swedish film agreement, mm. it's impossible mm. to create gender equality mm. because the way the structures are mm. constructed mm. will not happen. Yeah. And Maria Jansson yeah, so she's was also yeah. a person. So I think there was yeah. some kind of timing yeah. because we activists, Anna yeah. on this level, yeah. and then Maria yeah. on yeah. the research That's level. Right. So we yeah. had both NGO, yeah. we had yeah. public sector, mm. and we had the academia. Mm. And we talked to each other. Mm. And I think, and that was also interesting because the, the Swedish film agreement was based, actually was ruled from Hollywood. Mm. No one says it out loud, but... We had a board member who used to be a CEO and I asked her once and it was definitely dictated by Hollywood because all the cinemas belong to American companies. Okay. So they mm. yeah, complicated. Mm. So what then happened was that, and they had influence mm. on, so to say, all the money that was handed right, out okay. to finance film. Mm. We went from that agreement to a 100% governmental mm. uh, Swedish Film Institute. Mm. So their power disappeared. Okay. And the 
ironic thing because the fight was going on uh, cultural or, or economical, cultural, economical, but then gender equality came in from the side mm. and I think that was the little stone mm. that made it all mm. collapse, yeah, yeah. which was super provoking, mm. but you mm. know, you can't continue something mm. if it's impossible to mm. create gender equality and yeah. it says in the law, yeah. so that gave the argument. It was also extreme timing in a way. Yeah, yeah. I can't have visions for Susan, but of course I see some possible scenarios and I think we have everything to win to increase the collaboration between practitioners and researchers. Mm. We have everything to win mm. because we are working in a very, very emotional business and emotions are the that's what we work that's what they what we elaborate with in our films. But that's not what we should elaborate with when we create our structures. Yeah. We need to I love to quote mm. Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> What's so wrong with thinking? <laughs> I'm not saying I'm loving anything, but we need to think when we create change. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and I think it's dangerous to be too emotional. I really hope mm. that you feel the support mm. to bring your international mm. network mm. to team up mm. with this what we have now. Yeah. Yeah. Because that will make us if my vision was to have be very strong, mm. you will create ambition. Mm. Mm. Well, I hope so. Let me come back to gender equality for a minute. Diversity was not there, sure it wasn't back in back in the day. Like that was no, uh, no, no. nor nor did, was it a, a particular focus I, I, here. I, I'm very I'm very sensitive to use the word diversity. Yes, don't ask me why. You, yeah, but okay. that's because I have realized yeah. some reactions. I, I yeah. prefer to talk about inclusion. inclusion. I love okay. to talk about intersectionality. Yes, and that is if you open the door to gender equality and you so to say my own experience you see structures you 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 find the relation between your own feelings the the things that happen because all of us in this room including men have experience of the imbalance and the consequences this imbalance cause i, I don't think there's any of us who have got free from that uh, but when you open that door and you start to understand then you also understand that these mechanisms place together for all grounds for discrimination. And the easy peasy thing is that the root to the problem are the same. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, I'm, I tortured you yesterday. I'm very obsessed of sustainability. And, and I must say, yes. the reason I dedicated mm -hmm. part of my life to gender equality mm -hmm. was that I, that TV channel I started when I found all the money when I became a producer, uh, I went, it was focused on ecology and sustainability. Mm -hmm. But what I found in that area, it was too technical to me. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going on in the film industry right now because we talk a lot about green shooting. Mm -hmm. But we, we still keep it very technical. But my true belief, if we really want to make change, we need to think. Because this is... This is this thing is one of the most interesting questions I know. If I ask you in this room what you know about the environmental problem, you will probably give me a bunch of them, right? Then if I ask you what are the solutions to this problem, you will probably know the solutions. Can we agree on that? Yeah. But why don't we do anything? How the heck can it be that we have such a good knowledge about the problem and about the solution, but we... 
Not that we don't give a shit. We, we do give a shit, but honestly, we don't do what's needed to do, which I find very interesting. So then comes the question, why is that? And my belief is that we are stuck in structures that keep us in a state of mind mm. that mm. makes it impossible for us. Mm. To, to, to create a change, we need to reimagine, rethink, mm. to redo things mm. that are internalized mm. in our bodies. Mm. And, and I think it's the same route to the problems when you talk about, if you talk about inclusion, diversity, yeah. gender equality, and then we have the, and my is the Anthropocene narrative mm. that we talked about, the idea that man is in top of the chain and the rest is resources in the hand of the man, which give consequences when it comes to gender, mm. when it comes to inclusion, mm. and when it comes to nature. And then connected to that, we have patriarchal structure, colonial structure, white supremacy, etc., etc., etc. You can go on, go on, go on. So, you know, if we don't see the root mm. to the problem, how the heck can we change? Mm. Mm. And then, of course, the interesting thing with this that I have found out is that we talked about it yesterday too that no one of us in this room have experience of living in structures that are sustainable. Mm. No one. There can be tribes somewhere that maybe are so close to nature, so, but not the whole big structure and systems. No one has this experience. Logic is, so no one of us know what it would be if it were sustainable. And then, I, this is what I find so interesting because we are filmmakers. And how many in this room are filmmakers? All of us. All of you. Really, really. Have all any one of you experienced that you get this, this, this feeling of something that you really don't know what it is? It could be a, a sentence, a character, or subject, and then you start to project it on the future, mm. and you don't know what it is. And then, you, then, because I work as a pitch coach, and then you expect it to pitch it to super clear, and that's impossible. Yeah. Because the whole idea is that you don't know, because that's art. Mm. Art is to go into something that is invisible, and then you create it. And if you look at that process and to what I just talked about, mm. can you see the similarities, what the world needs right now and what you do for your living? Mm. And I find that so mm. fantastic, mm. being in this environment mm. that we are, that if we find a way to connect all of your dreams of creating something that not yet exists, because that is exactly what we as a group need in this moment. Mm. And I think, it, I think it's so beautiful mm. to mm. think of it, because mm. if people say, because we don't have to prove that art is important. Mm. Art is the ground for change, I think. Mm. And that is why it's so important mm. to encourage mm. every unheard voice mm. to be yeah. heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. 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 Uh, does anybody want to come in with anything now before, you know, just, I don't have to keep talking. Yeah. thinking in relation to that point, it goes yeah. back to capitalism and yeah. having gone to such an extent that yeah. how can we really, how, mm. so you say we haven't known anything else and we seem to be going further and yeah. further yeah. into yeah. that system. Yeah. But how do we yeah. Yeah. feel it yeah. back? Yeah. Yeah. In relation to everything, sustainability of everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, that's the big problem. Yeah. It's tied to money to yeah. such a way. Yeah. 
even in relation to films yeah. and films by women or by men or yeah. women's stories yeah. and men's yeah. stories. Yeah. Men's stories are still the big sellers, so they'll always yeah. be on top yeah. of women's yeah. stories. Yeah. So that's that's the big yeah. issue. I think. Yeah. But I think one experience, because I love to be in a room like this. I, I am in very many rooms like this, and I, it always gives me the same kind of energy. energy. And I think what it gives me the idea that what I believe is an inner need of the change is culture or norms. Actually, I spend a lot of time with a professor who study norms, and he told me that norm is for culture, what gene is for nature. It's the smallest part. And norm is these kind of advices that are either visible or invisible. And the visible ones are one thing, but I th what's really interests me is the invisible. Mm -hmm. I know that my body mm -hmm. carry norms that I probably don't want to carry. Mm -hmm. But that is the fact for all. It's mm -hmm. so much internalized. But I think in this kind of room, and for example, we work very conscious with that, what, what I mm -hmm. call for mm -hmm. radical listening. Mm -hmm. I don't know if any one of you have been in the WIFT conversations online. We listen to each other. It's not conversations where we debate. It's based maybe on a question. And if I should ask all of you just to give your point of view, then you give your point of view. And we're not interrupting you or, or arguing. We listen to each other. And this is a new way of doing things, to really listen. That's one thing that is culture-changing, I think. Another one is this idea that the film and TV landscape has um, limited resources. It's a very small cake, and there is a lot of people fighting mm. about this cake. Mm. But at the same hand, if you look at resources in the world, it's not that we have lack of resources. It's just that the resources are very well distributed. So by fighting about this little cake, we in a way accept that these resources are imbalanced. So what if we decide to, we don't give a shit about that little cake. We put our focus, what can we do together to create a bigger cake? So there is enough for everyone. And I think these kind of things that we have, I work very much as a pitch coach, and almost every filmmaker I meet, I try to convince that you should learn to own a room. Experience how it feels to own a room. But what very easy happens if I say, I'm going to own this room, is that my body tells me, yeah, but you can't take it away from her. Why should you own the room and not her? Because we have this implemented idea. If I own something, I take something away from you. But if all of you in this room experience, to, if you want, own this room together with me. Come on. <laughs> you see, it's not that it's getting less. <laughs> that is the cool thing. That there is an abundance because it's based on love. And I think these kind of things, I think it's these small things that create change. That we really find in ourselves that we have, we are coded in a capitalistic way that is, you should have luck if I have something. When I think, if I give this to you, maybe it's easier for you. So, and if you share heaven, it's a very, if you have, it will be 80,000 square meter each. 
But isn't, yeah. yeah. No, I think it's wonderful. I hear you. But yeah. may I bring you back to yeah. some, oh, something very basic? Okay. <laughs> In this country, yeah. we have Screen Ireland and yeah. we have the BAI and people go and they look for money to make a project. Yeah. Now, it doesn't matter how much love you have, how much... Re- I know. All of this, at the end cake. of the day, it's a, yeah. it is a small yeah, thing. And, and so, <laughs> like, do you think we have come, and I say we, of course, there's so many... There's so many countries involved in WIFT, and we'll talk about that in a minute, yeah. that you're talking about completely different landscapes yeah, around. Have any screen no. No. no, so do you think that there are many countries where you can see that there has been change in terms of the sharing of, the, of, of that cake? How no, far do you think we've cut like whether it's Sweden, whether it's here? I don't know. No, I think it's that is the, the tricky thing because I work with a network called Raviat. It's nine directors in seven of the countries in the Middle East uh, and Lebanon, Egypt, uh, Syria. They don't have any screen Syria. Yeah. Or they don't have any public money in mm. Lebanon. And, and in Lebanon, you had the 4th August when you had this big explosion. Mm. It was most of the production mm. company. It was in that right. area of yeah. Beirut. So, so I'm middle of a filmmaker that don't have the opportunities that we have. I think mm. Ireland and Sweden are quite similar. And it's not enough for us. Mm. And it should not mm. be enough. We will continue to mm-hmm. say we want more. Mm. But I think... So your question was if there are changes with sharing. I don't know, but what I see is that people do films even if there are no possibilities to do films. Right, okay. Which I find very interesting. And I think, and one thing is that if you want to have a comfortable life and a life that is safe Mm. economically, you probably don't mm. choose to be a filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, uh, honestly, because yeah. it's so much, and I think we talk too less about risk. Yeah. Because if you look at the system, the, 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 the filmmakers and, and the funders, and if you look at other investors mm. in society, mm. it's a very high risk mm. that on the bodies mm. of the filmmakers. Mm. Mm. Uh, which is quite weird, mm, mm, in a way, mm. because it, the, a lot of other uh, dimensions of the ecosystem are much more safe, in a way, mm. distributors or fi- funders. The, it's not that the Screen mm. Island, they mm. have to apply for their mm. salary every mm-hmm. month. Yeah. No, they, mm. they have their salary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but it's, in a way, it, mm. it's as absurd. Mm. Mm. You, you, you're laughing when I say mm. it, but it, it, that's the, mm. the, the real life mm. for filmmakers. Yeah. You have to apply for money, and mm. if you're lucky, you get money. Mm. And if you're not li- lucky, you have, a, you have another bread yeah. job. Yeah. To, so so yeah. it's this to, to manage, mm. and it's so much energy. Mm. And of course, I have played with the thought, what happens if the Swedish Film Institute, if they fire everyone, and then we have four chimpanzees, so just press a button. <laughs> that is re- I don't know. Mm. Sometimes I think it's good mm. to really mm. think naive mm. thoughts mm. about how systems are mm. structured mm. and also to discuss risk mm. because, and it's also one thing that engaged me a lot is who owned the, the production companies. Yeah. yeah, I studied in Sweden and I found out that uh, out of 830 million Swedish kroner, and that's 83 million euros during five years, 190 million went to 11 companies mm. who all had uh, 
international owners. It was Italian conglomerate, it was Rupert Murdoch, it was big uh, media companies. And they, if you are an independent filmmaker, maybe you have your own company, you are, so to say, competing on the, on the same money, which is totally absurd. So, but these are things we don't talk about, which I also find because the consequences, if we don't look at who owns the companies, if we don't get new owners, because if all companies are owned by white men, and then in the big companies, mm. That's not good. No, it isn't good. No. We need to, to put the eggs in many mm. baskets, yes. as we say. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah. say yeah. so in English. But yeah. So I have two more questions. Do you want to come in? Absolutely. I, I do have a question, yes. just because I don't think, unfortunately, we can trust love because we've talked so much about unconscious bias and all of these things. And I'm, I'm with you that, you know, I, I teach as well, and I always force my students when they come up with a script and they're about to cast yeah. and work with some people, think differently, think differently yeah. about who you cast in terms of race or ability yeah. or yeah. gender. Why, yeah. But everybody writes and thinks in their own image, yeah. in a way. Yeah. But anyway, so there's an issue that I think has created a lot of havoc in relation to how we go what about What does this, havoc mean? I don't know like that word. disruption. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Talking about quotas. Yeah. yeah. How about we impose quotas until we get that parity. Yeah. yeah. And then we can maybe trust love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I, think, I think if we should just, what do we mean with love? Because I think love, what I mean with love is trust. Mm -hmm. And that can be, we, we practice it very much. I think we practice it in the international mm -hmm. board, but I, we have definitely done it in Sweden. And I had a situation, I had a board meeting yesterday, because we have seven districts in Sweden. And then these districts do projects. And it's very easy to have opinions about someone else's project. And if I'm the leader, I say, no, 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 no. You don't have to like what they do. Your work is to trust them, even if you don't like them. Mm. Because if we train each other to have the trust, what will happen? And I, we talked about it in the car, in my other rule, and it's a rule, if you are in a group, because that's very often happening with that people have a lot of ideas. In my world, if you come up with an idea, you are automatically the project leader of that idea. Because I found out in the beginning that people throw a lot of ideas on me that I didn't want to do. <laughs> I want to do my ideas. And then maybe collaborate with you if you have a great idea. But if you have idea, take responsibility for that idea. But we as a group can give you trust, we can give you space, we can give you resources. The opposite to love in that case is try to control you. And I think for me, love is very much, what can we do? to find trust. And Anasana, I asked her if she could, can you give me something I can share with the Irish? And then she, so she gave me actually one thing that really fits in well here. What she learned from her leadership. Try to embrace those who have different opinions than you have, than that do things in another way than you do and learn to listen to them and learn to support them and don't yell at each other. <laughs> that was her. And I think it's very beautiful to also embrace differences. But then, of course, I don't know what you meant with love, if you mean that love is to just say yes to everything. No, but, but, but I mean, sometimes people have to be educated to love, unfortunately, because uh, it is not there naturally, or acceptance isn't there naturally. No. So 
I, I think, I mean, education is also a really good, great yeah. route yeah. from, from yeah. as, as early as we can start to openness yeah. and to yeah. acceptance yeah. and to seeing difference and, and accepting difference. But if, if that's not there, and we're coming to the point that we're, where we're at and trying to access opportunities, yeah. does something have to be imposed until there's parity within the opportunities yeah. given, yeah. Mm -hmm. like quotas? But I know even within our organization, it's created uh, like separation between people thinking, no, absolutely no quotas, you can't impose something. But I think maybe it can help up to a certain point. And I don't know if it was Anna in, in that first... She never called it quota, no, but everybody said, else called it quota. She was quota. very. She said she didn't want we, to we use never, it for political reasons. No, we never yeah. worked in quota because no. she, what she did was to educate the commissioning editors. They all had to go through education, and then she gave them three criterias that they should, so to say, tick when they handed out money. One was relevance. <coughs> one was uh, good craftsmanship. And one was origin originality. Mm -hmm. These three, if you give money, you should you should take these three things, mm -hmm. uh, and that helped because that started a reflecting mm -hmm. uh, process. But yeah. and she also didn't she when when people would come in and say, okay, these are the projects that, that are um, shortlisted or whatever. she and if if it was not balanced, she would say go back and take another look at it, knowing that we want to create more yeah, women. Go yeah. back and take a look. So she, she guided and sort of pushed, but, yeah. but, but never actually insisted. But then, then I'm, I'm not reasons. sure it was I perfect. Know. I think the, the most important was not maybe not that it was perfect. It was that it was a clear decision mm -hmm. and a clear direction. Yeah, I think clarity is really important. Yeah. For example, looking at Screen yeah. Ireland's criteria, yeah. they have those things. Yeah. And Creative Europe... Yeah, um, and they're incredibly transparent when yeah. you do an application yeah. to them in relation to mm. points yeah. of certain mm. things. Yeah. And I find them a little bit better in that sense. Yeah. And we pushed in all these surveys yeah. to Screen yeah. Ireland, can we have a system more like that? That yeah. is not based on subjectivity mm. Mm. Yeah. because we can't do blind applications. Mm. So, you know, who's a buyer, right. like, who they yeah. are, and their yeah. gender, etc. So, yeah. I, I do yeah. find in relation to the ones mm. I've, I've come across, mm. Creative Europe is actually quite. Mm. But there is another experience. there is another dimension I would like to share. I actually listened to a, a I did a, an event in Tallinn where we had a, a professor from Oxford who's a behavior scientist, and it was about how you ask the question. And he had an example from academia where they were they should hire someone, and they wanted to have a woman, but they didn't write that, and it was only men applying. And then they, they put the new, they, they, they rewrote it and they say, preferably a woman, and then only women applied. Mm. We had a project in Sweden, that was before Anna Sarner, that was called the Rookie Project, where the Swedish Film Institute decided to, they should have, do eight feature films of debutants, uh, and it was a limited budget of 800,000 euro. And the first seven went to men. I said, oh, this is problematic. We need to do something. Uh, and and the, the argument was, but there weren't any good applications from women. <laughs> then, for the eighth uh, feature film, they asked for, for women. They, I think they got 60 applications. Among them, 40 was really good. Mm. The winner uh, ended up to win Tribeca. 
Then I think two others then premiered in Venice and Berlin mm. some years later. I think there were another three, four mm. in that slate. Mm. And and this is both this example, mm. because I thought of Rookie when I heard this today. Mm. Of course it is how you handle it, but it's also what you invite to. Mm. Because if we invite as usual and it's internalized in our bodies, we know that the chance is so small then of course you will not get the same amount of application. Mm. So it's also, it goes both ways, mm. I think. And, and I'm super curious what would happen if one decide, if we really want change, if we earmark money for another kind of product. For me, it wouldn't be problematic. I wouldn't see it as quota. I wouldn't see it as an interest to f- because unheard voices and untold stories, mm. that's the, what mm. we have talked We had a wifty worldwide pitch the other night, and that's what we talk about. What can we do to bring those space for these voices and bring those stories out? Because, of course, they are there. The two winners in the wifty worldwide pitch, the winning product was from Finland, and the second one was from Los Angeles. Both have differently able people in the leading roles. Both of them was... Uh, also touch sexuality or the right to have a sexual body, to be, not be uh, objectified, to be your own sexual being was mm-hmm. in a way, was, was the theme. And I think it's really, of course, one don't have to be Einstein to, to see that that's what the world needs right now, till we have some kind of body liberation. Uh, sooner or later, but that's of course that will happen. I think uh, you're a researcher; you should know. It will happen. <laughs> that but I'm not clairvoyant, though. You know No, but you know we have such a fucked up relations to bodies. Mm-hmm. So of course we will see stories that touch this subject the coming years, and I, I'm, oh, prob- yes. no, I'm probably I, I dead before. It, there will be a big change, but of course there will be a change. Because that's what has happened during history. When you see this, you see the seeds to movements. And I think that's what storytellers are super talented. Yeah? Just on that topic, you were mentioning about the girls in the bikinis earlier on. Yeah. And how they were being listened to over people. Have you noticed via online or social media that those women are getting attacked the women who do show themselves, or they, they are, in terms of, I mean, Piers Morgan, for example, yeah. um, that lovely human, um, he, he was, his whole, I think his debate recently on, on his show has been that any woman who has had to use her body in yeah. order to yeah. get the platform to speak about something, yeah. that she should be discredited, even if what she's saying is, it, it matters, but that she shouldn't be listened to because she's used... Her body in yeah. order to get that platform. Yeah. So it's kind of like you really. Yeah, no, no, no. It's super tricky. One thing I promised myself, I forgot to say that because I was quite surprised that I didn't feel bad to be older and uglier. Mm-hmm. I didn't. So I was quite happy of that because, okay, if that's the circumstances, let's deal with it. So it was not a problem. Though, I was thinking of those women I've been working with in my career who was older than me. I was super disappointed on them. Why didn't they tell me that this will happen? That one day you will be invisible. Honestly. And I decided to tell 
all young women I work with, just so you know, this is the best before dates. <laughs> and it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's not a problem. Well, it's yeah. Yeah, but this is not about this is not about men. They have to take care of their. I think this is something in between women as well, because you know we share bodies in a way, and it's up to us also to upgrade ourselves and our idea about bodies, and to say what do we want, not what is offered to us. Because I think that's yeah. What do you think? Contrary that, like Rolf, then told that we should be telling you will become invisible after a certain age. We've been told that non-stop, so it's almost like a flip switch. Off yeah, yeah. yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't really heard that, so, oh so it was news to me. So much. Yeah. And kind of go, well, that's it now. <laughs> you know? And it's actually just kind of go, oh, hold on there. No, but nothing, uh, but then it's... We have to become louder then. Annie, are you trying to get in? Not on this point, though. So. No, a different point. No, yeah. different point. Yeah. No, but I think it. I think this is so interesting. You know, the the relation to bodies, the relation to age. I think it's super nice to to get older. No one told me that. I think it's super cool to sit here with you and and to share things. And I couldn't do that. You share things, but in a way, I think we get more and more in our hands, and I think we should embrace and help each other to embrace that because. You can't change it. You can, of course, try operations. But that's, I'm super scared of knives and needles. So I think we have... You, you don't stop living. We are alive, which I think is also beautiful. I think that's beautiful in this network when you, you can, we can grow together, we can learn together, we can share things and to explore things because there's so much that are not yet expressed. There's so much to dig from that we all... I think these kind of truths that we all know, but we haven't learned to articulate how to deal with it. I think that is super exciting. And that's what we share. I think that's what art is about as well. When we when we create together, I have experienced many times that we, we suddenly we, we find a way to talk about things that before was only feelings. And then we find a way how to express it or how to investigate it. I think that is a privilege in our... Uh, I try to relearn to say industry. I don't know if you have... So I, I try to say landscape. I know, I and that, that was based on... I can share that when I worked with this network in the Middle East, we had a Zoom meeting and I was super enthusiastic. We need to think outside the box. And I saw Danielle from Lebanon. She looked at me with the evil eyes. Oh my God, what, what did I do wrong? I don't like to think of life in boxes. Oh. I prefer to think of a bigger landscape. Oh my God, <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> also to, to find out when you are in your language are squeezed into something. I don't want to be in a box. Mm-hmm. I want to explore this landscape together with you. And that's why it's industry, because thinking of the capitalistic, we have so many capitalistic terms mm-hmm. when we talk about our art. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Annie, do you want to come in? Yeah, just before I do, I just want to say my favourite um, quote about getting old was when Helen Mirren was asked, um, you know, what did she regret about getting old? And she said that she regretted that she didn't tell more people to fuck off more often. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going back to how you instigate change. Um, mm. 
I'm kind of referring to my own experience of chairing Screen Ireland uh. and being president of IADT. And I think what you were saying about putting in structures, you know, so whether it's quotas or whether it's kind of systems, is really important. But what I think I learned as well is it really matters who's in charge. Mm. And we've been talking yeah, about yeah. Anna. And, you know, I felt that in my time at Screen Ireland, I had my foot on the pedal the whole time and yeah. in the film school in IADT as well. And once you leave or you take your foot off the pedal, it's amazing how quickly. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily yeah. talking about my colleagues at Screen Ireland, no, no, I'm just saying no, in general. No. Things will just flow back. Yeah. 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 You know, it's kind yeah. of how you put in enough processes and mm. systems mm. and norms yeah. 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 Make, yeah. to make it easier for the yeah. next person who yeah. comes yeah. in. Yeah. Because they're not having to start. You see, I, you and I had a, 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 di a difference of opinion about this, as we did on and any number of things, which is quite good. But I remember one particular thing where I was saying, I think we were on some panel, and I was saying, you know, like, um, you will be gone. And you said, oh, it doesn't, you know, there will be policies there. And I was gone, but that's not the same thing. And I think we were, there was a little bit of right in both, to yeah, be honest, yeah. looking back, because... If you don't have the policies there, you have nothing to lean on. You can't say, oh, hang on a minute, you're saying this and you're yeah. doing this. But there's also no doubt about it that sometimes people there, people make a difference too. It's how those policies are driven through. And you can go through periods where wonderful and all that the people are, you know, in whatever organisation you choose to look at, they they don't they don't make it happen in the same way as maybe another person mm. did. No, no, I, yeah. no, I'm agreeing with you, Susan. Mm. I think I think it's important to yeah. get all of those policies. Yeah, they have to be in yeah. place and the 50-50 yeah. and yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, yeah. the kind of guidelines. Yeah. Yeah. But it does make a difference yeah. who yeah. Is, yeah. It does, yeah. who's got yeah. the yeah. 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 If I if I may, I actually I would like to add something to this, Annie. Mm. I'm glad you're saying it because I was, and referring back to something you said, Helen, like we are supportive here. I think in our organization, and uh, when somebody here has uh, something to celebrate, you know, we I I at least I feel this this embrace and. You know, we want to share it across social media and just kind of applaud yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. who achieves something. Yeah. And so that it's wonderful that we have you this. train yourself to be mm. generous. Mm. Exactly, that's and that's is. the yeah. sharing mm. of the love. But yeah. then I observe that when it gets to a point when a woman amongst our midst, or even on on the outside, but oh. still a woman, gets an opportunity to do something bigger. Um, then it is, it is the people above who, who give the money or give no. that opportunity that they discourage that woman from sharing the love and giving an opportunity no, no, to another think... woman. And they they kind of try to get her hooked up with, with a proven man, uh, you know, so that they can guarantee that this, her think... first opportunity mm. will be successful. And so, so Yeah, no, but I'm thinking of examples. It is important that we... Uh, so, sorry about that, Helen. No. I never wanted to kind of be political and, and, and be out there and, and, and talk about opportunities for crew. But nobody else is going to do it for me. So I, I yeah. decided to become part of this organization. Yeah. And I think we have to be more after this and become part of boards and actually create this change for ourselves. Because yeah, and I think it's still. I'm thinking of two things, yeah. because uh, three things. <laughs> I, I don't believe, because. I hear you, but I don't believe that change will ever come from structures. 
my true belief is that change will always come from below. That is the first. Then I want to share with you this Wifty Worldwide pitch started as a collaboration with Netflix. We worked with Netflix for one and a half year, um, and they couldn't handle the whole world. So they offered us to do a Wifty Worldwide pitch for Italy, Spain, France, and Germany, because that fit into their structures. Mm. I said no to that, which frustrated some with Italy, <laughs> among yeah. others. But for, for me, it was, we can't do it. We are working for the globe. So sometimes to say no <laughs> to an offer, because that offer doesn't fit into our values. And then the third thing I was thinking mm. of, being an activist... Because I think it's activism, and I think that's what where we find each other. I don't understand what you do for a living, and you probably don't understand. <laughs> but we meet each other in being activists yeah. and in values. Being an activist is to be in a room and everyone have a good time, and you are the one who say, oh, "Sorry, it's not good for everyone," and then you will disturb. Yeah. And yeah. this, and of course, that's super heavy yeah. to be the one. It's much more nice. Oh, we have such a good time together. Whoa. But it's not. And I think to to afford to be that stoned in the shoe, and especially I had another picture. I know we had this power inclusion summit in in New Zealand. They wanted me to have a say a speech. I found what I'm going to say. Then I remember that I heard that most household work in Sweden, 80% of all cleaning is, is done by women, 80%. And it's non-paid work. And I was thinking of WIFT. Yeah, it's non-paid work. So we are the freaking housewives mm-hmm. of the film and TV landscape. Because what we do matters. Every time we are a stone in the shoe and you point at circumstances behind the camera, it can't continue like this because this is not fair or whatever it is you do. You are in a way paying. I'm an essential worker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yes. yeah, I know. You yeah. take responsibility for a change that benefits us all, yes. and we should remember mm-hmm. that right now it's structured that way, yes. and and that's why I think it's important to be in organizations. It's not only your own body. Because my life, I've been fighting my whole life. My life became much better when my fight ended up being a fight, became a more strategic job in company with others, carried by the love. I know that I have you and the rest of the board, and I think you know that you have me when you do things. This feeling of, I'm not alone in this. We want something together. Then maybe... The idea how the change should happen can be very different, and I think that is totally fine. I think change, I think change needs to be challenged in many ways. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just sort of on your point of the love aspect and um, you know how to make these changes, I I think the words values and integrity they're used in such a generic way where we yeah. almost don't even know what they mean. And I think if we can really align ourselves and ground ourselves in what that means to us personally. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is from like an um, you know, environmental as well as women in film and TV kind of perspective. Mm. But if we can really think about like, you know, with environment, we support so many companies that are quite single-handedly destroying yeah. the earth that we care about. Same yeah. with film and television. There, you know, convenience is such a important aspect mm. of our lives that we are so willing to 
sacrifice our values, integrity, and what we want to stand for yeah. to save an hour because, oh, this person's easy, let's hire them, let's work with them, yeah. let's go do this quick shopping at this yeah. You yeah. Know, company yeah. that is is extremely, you know, slave labor, child yeah. labor, yeah. Um, polluting the environment. Yeah. And I think if we can align ourselves with what we want to stand for and yeah. take a little extra yeah. time yeah. to support that vision, yeah. I think even if it takes more time, it yeah. brings more yeah. gratification. Yeah, like but that, that's also interesting because taking more time, the capitalistic structure is ruled by the economical and the technical norm, meaning inter internalized in our bodies is that if something is faster and cheaper, it's better. Mm. So if I tell you I love when it's slow and expensive, <laughs> you'll think that I'm mad or spoiled. But in a way, it's just another norm. When you, I hear you speak, and I can feel that I'm a, a little bit older than you are, I was thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm planning for a thing in Norway in, in next year, but we were discussing, it's about talents, new talents in the, from the Nordics, including Greenland, uh, Faroe Island, and Sápmi. And then we discussed how should we set up this program, and then we found out very often when one thinks about younger people, or talent, you think of people as they are lacking something. That's very often with women or people of color or whatever. Uh, you lack something. You you don't have a space in in the in the ecosystem, and you are lacking something. Uh, and then you you get another course, you take another master, uh -huh. you do whatever it is. Uh, so many highly educated people. When what you really need is the space. And so to create space, and it's also the idea of if we now have this unsustainable landscape of production, and then young people come in, and in their bodies they probably think, how should I be to fit in here? What can I do for them to take me in mm. to this system? And that's how it is. When the needs of the system, in a way, is new ideas. Mm. So can we also change attitude when, because when I listen to you, I say, oh my God, you're so clever. I, I really hope that people will listen to you. Because can we create space to the ideas you just shared with us? Mm. What can those who are in the system do to create this space because it's needed? It's needed new ideas. It's needed more holistic view, how we connect our actions with the world, the consequences, etc. That maybe it's more natural to think of in younger generations than it has been in older generations. I'm, I'm not sure it's the truth, but are you getting my point? Mm. So if we don't see you're lacking something, you can actually bring something. And I think we do it in WIFT. We ha I don't know if you do it here in, in Ireland too. This Actually, it started in a network I was in, in Sweden, that was not in, in our landscape. It was a female network. When we always, when we met, <coughs> shared, what do you need and what can you bring? And I brought it to WIFT Sweden, and we do it in, in WIFT International. Uh, every time we meet, we share what can you bring and what do you need? And this is also, also the idea that you are a person that has something and you are a person that needs something. Also meaning that you're a person that is open for a relation that can go both ways. 
you are not a needy one or someone that is mm. just that is that mm. goes both mm. ways, mm-hmm. and that we train ourselves to look at ourselves, because sometimes it's much more difficult to say what you need because you have this. And but I can take care of. I don't need anything. Mm. I can take care of myself, and and then you're the typical codependent producer you are there to help everyone else to do and then you burn out yourself it's mm-hmm. but i think once again these small things we can train ourselves to see ourselves in relations because i think that is the thing that's also love to me to go from transactions to relations transaction meaning i do this i expect this but this the unconditional <laughs> dimension of it if I give something to you you maybe won't give back to me but then Susan so it's somehow to see a bigger picture than this do you you and I have a transaction I won't give you that if you don't get that and I keep my cards very close and we have this so to say frozen energy game instead of having the flow of energy in between us which I think is crucial for creativity. Mm, true. And I must stop you there, Helen. Yeah. So I just want to say, first of all, uh, formally, Helen Grantfist, um, thank you for everything. This series of talks is uh, Changemakers and it's funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland and I can think of no better Changemaker. Thank you. Thank you, my darling. <laughs> If you would like to support Women in Film and Television Ireland, join us today on WFT.ie.